It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome in to a Monday edition of the podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Plenty to get to ahead on today's show. We'll talk some BYU basketball, what to make of the Cougars after their latest win, and do they re-enter the top 25 today, and will they ever fall back out? We'll examine that. We'll also talk some BYU football, look back at the weekend that was in BYU sports. We got plenty to cover ahead on today's show, so stick with us. Today's podcast is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. All right, without further ado, though, let's dive in on a Monday. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 24th, 2022. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. A big thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day right here on Locked On Cougars. And a quick reminder for you guys as we start a new week, if you have not done so already, please leave us a rating and review, especially if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts. It's absolutely critical to our continued, I guess, success, if you want to call it that, just building this audience. Well, when you guys interact with the show and leave us those ratings and reviews we pop up more readily in people's suggested podcast feed uh, people see that and say oh I want to check that out also word of mouth absolutely critical to us being able to continue to build the audience that way as well so please continue to share this podcast with your family and friends if you don't mind alright let's get going here today and talk some BYU basketball obviously coming off a win over Portland Saturday night and not going to spend a lot of time here talking about the win because we did a postcast edition of the show late Saturday night after that win to break down kind of what happened in that game individually. But the bigger thing right now here, folks, is BYU is now 17-4, and four, and Gregor Bell's been crowing about this for the better part of, I think, two or three weeks now. Uh, and he's saying there's only the only teams in the top 25 in Ken Pomeroy's adjusted offense slash adjusted defense and top 50 in Ken Palm's strength of schedule, uh, all of them are ranked except for one team, and that is BYU. You have Auburn, Baylor, Kansas, UCLA, Villanova, Michigan State, Illinois and Xavier. All of those teams are ranked and all of them inside the top 20. BYU has been unranked for some time now since falling out of the rankings after rising as high as number 12 earlier on this season. I know that uh, you may be listening to this after the new AP poll drops here on a Monday. But it is my expectation that BYU will re-enter the top 25, probably in that 20 to 25 range, and they finally will get back into the top 25. So I'm not that concerned about BYU making it into the top 25, and that's kind of not the, that, the, the that's not kind of not the point. That's not the point of why I'm talking about this here. The point of why I'm talking about this here is the fact that I think BYU, after re-entering the rankings this week, should they not fall flat on their face at some point here during West Coast Conference play, uh, maybe as early as this week, BYU 
BYU, so long as they take care of business against the teams they're supposed to take care of business against, and that's really the only team that they're not expected to be in the game with is probably Gonzaga. If BYU handles their business, maybe has one loss that you drop to either USF or St. Mary's the rest of the way, there's no reason that BYU won't stay inside the top 25 for the remainder of this season. I sincerely believe that. This is a team that very well could be 25-5 and five come NCAA tournament time, could find themselves knocking on the door of, what, a 6 or a 7 seed at that point and really be feeling good about themselves despite all of the different things that have happened this season. I think that is the path BYU's on right now. They are NCAA tournament bound. Like I said, should they fall flat on their face with some inexplicable losses against the likes of, let's say, a Pacific, a Pepperdine, San Diego, whoever it might be, there's no reason that BYU shouldn't be in the top 25 for the remainder of the season so long as they continue to take care of their business. So I'm actually very intrigued by this team, despite all the things going against them. Losing their top two big men to start the year. Uh, Richard Harward barely played a half of basketball in the exhibition opener against Colorado College. Then Gavin Baxter goes and tears his ACL against UVU in that loss. And then at that point, I was convinced BYU was dead to rights. I, I thought that I was like, okay, there's no way. They are going to have some issues here. But the good news is the big men, the young big men, Fus Traore, by the way, I did not uh, mention this on Saturday night's postcast edition. Happy birthday to the big man. That was cool to see him celebrate his birthday on the court. I failed to mention that in the postcast edition. So a happy belated birthday to uh, Fus Traore. But him and Atiki Ali Atiki, they have absolutely been revelations so far this year. Are they playing perfect basketball? No, they're not. And Fus Traore is far ahead of where Atiki Ali Atiki is at as a basketball player, but I think the overall thing we can all take away right now from this basketball team is they're playing together. They believe in each other, and while the stats and all that stuff that uh, make you think, okay, well, what are they doing here special? There's nothing that necessarily stands out as being elite for this BYU basketball team, but they know what they are. They play to their strengths, and they just have a belief that they are going to win the games that they are in. It's hard to shake a team like that. Let me be very clear about that. Self-belief is so critical, especially in sports, and when a team starts believing, obviously, in themselves individually, but they start believing in the whole concept of being a team working together as the collective it's hard to break that spirit and that's one thing I think that Mark Pope he maybe doesn't get enough credit for maybe he does he may kind of depend on your, your perspective on this but I think that he is a master at making guys see beyond themselves and seeing the bigger picture if you will a lot of guys out there in sports and this happens across the whole spectrum no matter the sport you play in etc they get so myopic they get so ingrained in worrying about themselves and how does this work for me and what can this do for me it's all about it's it's the me culture and it exists in everything in life but if you can get somebody that can make you broaden your horizons and step back and stop focusing so intently on yourself and understand that okay this is the role i'm playing this is what i'm trying to do this is what we we the the we culture this is what we are trying to accomplish as a team that's what I think is one of the biggest strengths of this BYU men's basketball team. I love watching them play. It may not be pretty like in terms of the overall product on the court because, man, there are times I watch them run that weave at the top of the court with literally, like, what are you guys doing? I just I, I look at them like, it's just baffling at times. But I've got no doubt that this team, no matter what the situation they find themselves in, they believe that they are going to win the game. They are one of those teams that, 
you can't knock down their self-belief. They just continue to find a way. That That's kind of the hallmark of this team. The other night, uh, Alex Barcelo had maybe one of his worst performances shooting of the season. No matter. Four other guys stepped up and scored in double digits. Fus Traore was perfect from the field. T. John Lucas had maybe his best outing since the Liberty win at the Diamond Head Classic. That is the one thing I think about this team is that they work together as a team. If one guy falls flat, the other guys are there to lift him up and make sure that they can overcome that. And that's a very, very good thing to have for BYU and just for the sport as a whole. So I expect BYU will be in the top 25. Maybe you're listening to this later on in the afternoon on Monday and BYU already is inside the top 25. But should they continue to take care of business the rest of the way this season, maybe drop a game, obviously, to Gonzaga, maybe one more. Should they be 24-6, and 25-5, and come the end of the regular season, head to the WCC tournament? I've got no reason to think that BYU will not be in the top 25 come March Madness. I, I sincerely believe that. Obviously, the national pollsters will have to see it the same way that I do because I'm just some nobody in Utah who covers this team for a living, but I really think this team is on the cusp of doing something really special despite so many things going against them. It, it's crazy to think about, but this is why a guy like Alex Barcelo spurned opportunities to play professionally last year to come back. He has unfinished business. He has said this multiple times. He wants to advance in the NCAA tournament. Could this team advance in the NCAA tournament? Sure. Will things be going against them in some cases in that game? Probably, because BYU is still undersized along their front line outside of Atiki Ali Atiki. But the one thing I think it's a hallmark of this squad that maybe we haven't highlighted enough is just the overall belief. The the, the team is the star. Those of you who are Real Salt Lake fans, uh, Major League Soccer franchise here in Utah, for many, many years under their former manager, Jason Christ, they had their motto was on their wall. The team is the star. And that's what I think what BYU basketball right now, the men's basketball program, that is what they embody because the team makes up for the, is the collective whole. It's, that's the success that really matters. That's what this team seems to operate like. And I really enjoy that part of it. Like I said, the, the product on the court may not be pretty at times, and in many cases this season it has not been pretty, but you cannot argue with the results. 17-4, and 5-1 and one in West Coast Conference play, and oh yeah, BYU has never started West Coast Conference play 6-1. and one. They could do that this week. So a lot of good things happening for BYU basketball, and if you're not on board already, I would encourage you guys to get on board and really sign on with this team. Get on the bandwagon. This is a good basketball team. And just just enjoy the ride. Just have some fun with it. And enjoy what Mark Pope is doing with this BYU basketball program. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll flip over, talk a little BYU football. Want to talk about former Cougars and the pros. We just saw one of the best divisional round weekends of the NFL playoffs that I can ever remember in my 34 years of life. What a weekend it was. And BYU players figured prominently into a number of those games. We'll break that down. We'll also get to our weekend recap, catching up on how the other sports in BYU's athletic department did over the weekend. That's all to come right here on Locked On Cougars. Let's talk for a minute, though, about our friends over with the Get Upside app. We've talked about them for a number of times now, but our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. All you got to do is just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code SCORE and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Do not pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using the Get Upside app. Just download the app for free 
Refinery and use that promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents a gallon on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch to it. The cash gets added right to your account. You can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other great brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code SCORE to get that 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code SCORE with the GetUpside app. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thanks for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Appreciate you guys being with us every single day. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms, and I promise we are going to be on YouTube soon. I'm going on a vacation to Disney World in early February. The goal is, once I'm back from Disney World, essentially, by that time, to have us up and rolling YouTube-wise. You'll be able to look at my lovely mug while we podcast. I don't know why you guys would want to do that, but nonetheless, that is something we are working on in the meantime. Now... I am a huge football fan. I don't think anybody listening to this podcast who has listened to this show for any length of time uh, can mistake me for anything other than just an ardent football fan. It's the sport that is my favorite. Uh, People ask me all the time, what's your favorite sport? Immediately, football. Uh, Golf and basketball, baseball. I I like all sports, but football is my bread and butter. College football is my muse. Let me be very clear about that. But NFL football, man, what a special weekend we just enjoyed with the divisional round of the NFL playoffs uh, rounding out. Obviously, we had two games on Saturday, two of them on Sunday. The final four teams, the Cincinnati Bengals, will be taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. And then we'll have an all-NFC West showdown for the NFC Championship with the Los Angeles Rams playing host to my beloved San Francisco 49ers. Yes, I'm a San Francisco 49ers fan. I am wearing a San Francisco hat literally as I record this podcast. So I'm a very happy 49ers fan. The fact that they went to Lambo and beat the Green Bay Packers. What a run. But the good news is, if you're a BYU fan who likes to root on the former Cougars and the pros, well, you had a fun weekend all the same. I thought we got one of the more classic, maybe the best playoff game in recent memory with the Chiefs and the Bills. All of these games are fantastic, by the way. This divisional round, as I mentioned, just an absolute classic. But the good news is, I thought the Chiefs and the Bills put on an absolute barn burner overtime classic to round things out last night. And the good news is, a number of BYU guys were mixed up in this. Andy Reid, obviously the former BYU offensive lineman and graduate assistant, now the longtime head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, chasing his second Super Bowl ring with that franchise. Well, they took care of business, winning in overtime, 42-36 over the Buffalo Bills. Daniel Sorensen, number 49 himself, he gets picked on all the time, it feels like, by NFL Twitter, but... He had a big game. Nine tackles, uh, tied for the team lead with nine total tackles, six of them solo stops in that victory. Zane Anderson, the former BYU defensive back in his own right, he is on the active roster, currently playing on special teams for BYU. He did not record any stats in that win, but nonetheless, two former Cougars along with a former player slash graduate assistant in Andy Reid, all three of them, their dream of winning another Super Bowl ring in the case of Sorensen and Andy Reid, they have that dream still alive. They will be 
hosting the Cincinnati Bengals in that AFC Championship next Sunday. And it's just fun to watch these guys get it done. Daniel Sorensen, I think it was our good friend Soup Kyle Campbell, who threw this out on Twitter yesterday. What an incredible career that Daniel Sorensen has had. And I looked it up. He has now played nine NFL seasons. And let me remind you guys, Daniel Sorensen was not drafted out of BYU in the 2014 NFL Draft. The Kansas City Chiefs signed him on a two-year deal as an undrafted free agent. I think it was a $900,000 deal, maybe $900,000 and change. But nine years on, when the average NFL career is just about 3.1 years, he's nearly tripled the average NFL career as an undrafted free agent. He's won a Super Bowl ring. He's also made nearly $20 million all told in his NFL career. Sorensen will be an undrafted free agent after this upcoming season, so who knows what the future holds for him as an NFL player. But even if this is the final ride for him, whether it's with Kansas City or the final ride overall, what an incredible run it has been. In for him. Zane Anderson obviously looking to continue his ride just early on in his career, but it's fun to see some guys getting some opportunities. And Daniel Sorensen, what a feel-good story that is. I remember thinking back in the back in 2014, some people I think mentioned this. Well, that's just Andy Reid doing BYU assault because of his connection. Maybe it was. And maybe Daniel Sorensen is uh, well, okay. I, I, maybe he has he has absolutely exceeded all expectations for him. And to become a starter on a Super Bowl caliber team as a defensive back when you got guys like Tyron Matthew around you. It's pretty damn impressive. So congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, as I mentioned, the 49ers beat the Green Bay Packers in downright frigid conditions at Lambeau Field Saturday night, 13-10. to What an incredible effort for for San Francisco on the defensive side of the football. And former BYU star linebacker Fred Warner was just that, a star for, for the 49ers. He's their middle linebacker. He's the defensive play caller. He wears the helmet that has the headset that calls the plays. He finished the game with six tackles, four of them solo, and one of them a tackle for loss. Also forced a fumble uh, in that game was absolutely critical for BYU in getting their opportunity in that win. What an incredible performance by him. I absolutely love what Fred Warner has done at BYU. And it makes me think, by the way, and this is just, this is me doing some, I guess you'd call it fan fiction in a way. What if, just what if the 49ers really realized what Fred Warner could be as a linebacker and what if BYU had decided maybe we should do what the 49ers did with Fred Warner. I know BYU liked him as a, as that hybrid flash linebacker and he did a lot of great things at BYU playing in that position. I think the most famous plays obviously that sprint down the sideline whirling and twirling and spinning around to get that pick six against Boise State but Think about what Fred Warner has become in the NFL and think about what he might have been had he been able to play that middle linebacker spot for BYU similar to what he does for the 49ers. It's just one of those things I think back on, and this is how my brain works. I think of guys in the NFL, what they're doing as a Cougar, and then I think about, okay, what could have been different for them had they been given a different opportunity at BYU? I don't know, but there is just one of those what ifs for Fred Warner. What if BYU had given him more of an opportunity to be a true linebacker in the truest sense of the word, rather than being that hybrid safety linebacker that they put him at at BYU? Who knows? He did a lot of good things at BYU, but there's just part of there's just this little part of me that looks at Fred Warner and says, "What if? What could have been different had he been given a bigger opportunity?" 
to do what he does now in the NFL at BYU. Maybe he's a different player. I, I, I don't know, but it's incredible to look at that. So the good news is if you're a BYU fan who's rooting on teams, rooting on guys, rooting on the teams that have former BYU players on them, well, you got two teams, and that's the two teams that could meet up in the Super Bowl. That'd be the Chiefs versus the 49ers. It'll be interesting because there's obviously other connections locally. There's some former Utes on all these teams. I think that maybe the Cincinnati Bengals are the only game that doesn't have any connections locally. Uh, But still, if you want former Cougars and the pros to get chances or want to have a guaranteed former Cougar and the pro to win the Super Bowl, well, here's the matchups you're rooting for. You're rooting for the 49ers over the Rams, which which San Francisco has gone to SoFi Stadium where the Super Bowl will be played this year just three weeks ago they beat the Rams in SoFi Stadium and then you want the Kansas City Chiefs to hold serve on their home field at Arrowhead out there in Kansas City beat the Bengals and then you will have a guaranteed Super Bowl ring for a former Cougar on either side of the matchup whether it's Fred Warner and the Niners or if it's Andy Reid, Zane Anderson and Daniel Sorensen for the Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe hard for you guys' stomach to root for either one of those teams. I know I'm rooting for at least one of them because I'm a Niners fan through and through. But nonetheless, some fun things happening with BYU football and the chance for former Cougars to have that all-time success in the NFL. All right, coming up next, we will round out today's show with a look back at the weekend that was in BYU sports. BYU women's hoops expecting hopefully to move up in the national polls once again this week, similar to the men's basketball team. How did men's volleyball do? How did all of the teams in the BYU athletic department do this past weekend? We'll run it all down in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online, and of course, we are still in January, so it's still technically New Year's time. They are wishing you, our friends at Bet Online, are a new betting year as we continue our run in the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year, and Bet Online has a brand new updated desktop and mobile website, which you guys can sign up for free at today. That's betonline.ag. And while you're there, you can receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to get started. You heard that. All right, a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at betonline.ag. All you got to do is use that promo code locked on. From football to basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022 from our friends at Bet Online, as they are the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. That's betonline.ag, where the game starts. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Built Bar. It's the New Year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. I can speak to this because I've lived it, my friends. This is not me just saying something. I can speak to this. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolutions, whether it's trying to gain weight, whether you're in the gym trying to add on that muscle mass, you're trying to lose weight like I have been doing for the better part of a year now, or if you're just trying to just get yourself in better shape and avoid the sugary treats, Built Bar is the the perfect complement for whatever you're trying to do. Obviously, many of us are trying to eat healthier, but it gets boring. By week three, you're thinking, okay, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? The good news is Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and the best part is they are healthy for you guys to boot. Just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein in most of their bars. Compare that to any candy bar, it's no doubt, no question, they are the healthier option and the better option for you guys. So get it on top 
top of it right now. Get to Built.com, place your order there. The best part is, as a BYU fan, when you support our friends at Built Bar, you're supporting BYU football via their name, image, and likeness agreement they have with all BYU football players. Built athletes, as they're calling them, the walk-ons who are getting that scholarship money, well, guess what? Your way to contribute that to, contribute to that indirectly, or I guess in some cases directly, is to buy your Built Bars now. So get to Built.com. While you're there, use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. You heard that right. Built.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order right now. Support our friends at Built Bar, support BYU football, and get your Built Bars now at Built.com. As we round out this Monday edition of the show, let's catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Let's start off with the good news out there. The women's basketball team beat San Diego on the road. They get a quick rematch, though, tonight as the Toreros come to the Marriott Center. I said this on the postcast edition Saturday night, if you did not hear it, that if you are not supporting the BYU women's hoops team, they're the number 17 team in the country. They've lost exactly one game so far this year, and they play the style of basketball that makes me think of the BYU hoops team the first year that Mark Pope had guys like Jake Toulson, TJ Haas, and Yoli Childs. Just, it's a pretty and it's a up tempo, fun style of hoop. If you have not watched this woman's hoops team, tonight is a perfect opportunity to do that. 5 o'clock tip-off at the Marriott Center. You want to do something fun for family night? Well, get down to the Marriott Center and support the women's hoops team. If you're not able to make it out to the Marriott Center, you can watch it on BYU TV. Once again, a 5 o'clock tip-off between the Cougars and the Toreros. Uh, quick turnaround for BYU, but I am fully expecting them on home court, considering they just won down there at Jenny Craig Pavilion. They should be able to win this one at the Marriott Center and continue to absolutely just pummel the West Coast Conference. That would make them 6-0 in West Coast Conference play. I've got no doubt that they should be able to handle that and obviously we'll recap how that goes for you guys on tomorrow's show. Now other teams that were in action this past weekend included the men's and women's tennis teams. The men's team beat Weber State in an in-state matchup so a nice showing for them. The women's team opened their season with a dual meet at Washington and they got roughed up. 7-0 loss for BYU women's tennis. So upwards and onwards for the women's hoops team. But congratulations to the men's tennis team with their victory over Weber State. Uh, men's volleyball obviously had a rough start to their season with back-to-back sweeps when they were out at Penn State two weeks ago. Well, they bounced back this past weekend in their home opener against UC Irvine. The Cougars now ranked 10th in the country. We're taking on number 13, UC Irvine, the Anteaters. By the way, one of the great nicknames in all of college sports. Well, they handled business nicely Friday night with a narrow 3-2 win in five sets. And then Saturday night just went out and absolutely dominated with three-set sweep for BYU. Their record is now 2-2 two and two on the season. They are back at home later this week as they host the University of Mount Olive. Yes, the University of Mount Olive comes to Provo. They'll have matchups on Thursday and Saturday night at the Smith Fieldhouse. The good news is for BYU, I'm just looking at this right here, they're actually not going to be back out on the road until February 8th when they go to UC Santa Barbara. They have got six more matches at home between now and then. They'll be taking on University of Mount all of this week. Ball State comes in the week after that. And then UC San Diego comes to Provo uh, in mid-February. So a big opportunity here for the men's volleyball program to put on a nice little run here. And it wouldn't surprise me, just my personal expectation, that what, are they 6-2? and two? Uh, what are, No, are they 8? Yeah, 
six and two, eight and two. Yeah, eight and two by the time they go back out on the road. I I would hope so, but obviously those of you who have been to the men's volleyball matches, you know how much fun they can be. And I would encourage you guys if you have not had an opportunity to go out to the Smith Fieldhouse, it absolutely is a rocking when BYU men's volleyball is playing. And by the way, uh, shout out uh, to the Fiso family. Many of you might know Uncle Maui on Twitter, uh, Brian Fiso and his wife Jesse. Uh, their son, their third son, they call him Fiso Three on Twitter. I apologize, I don't know his name. He cut his head open on Saturday morning. He convinced the doctor to let him go to the BYU volleyball match that night. He was the one on Friday dancing. I saw it on social media on Twitter. Uh, Jesse Fiso put it out there. She's at JV Fiso, if I recall correctly. But shout out to Fiso Three, the Fiso family. That young man, he is a BYU fan through and through, and he was having the time of his life at that volleyball match Friday. And fun to see him all bandaged up after cutting his head open on Saturday. I'm glad uh, all is well, it sounds like, on that end. The health side of it is well. But cool to see him back out there Saturday night supporting his Cougars. It's kind of a cool thing. That's what I love. The youth, the, the young BYU fans, they are what give me life. And I absolutely love seeing stuff like that. Alright, a couple other things we need to get to before we go here. The women's uh, gymnastics program suffered a tough loss. The 21st ranked Cougars score, scored a season high 196.425 but still lost to number 18 SUU. Uh, SUU scored a 196.450 so a point zero. 2-5 edge to beat the Cougars. Tough result for BYU on the road, but BYU, I'm sure, will be back at it uh, soon enough. I'm actually looking at their schedule right now. I probably should have had this pulled up, but, you know, before I get on the air and all that stuff. They're actually headed this Friday to Utah State. It'll be a showdown. Excuse me. Utah State comes to Provo. My apologies. So a dual meet against Utah State will be this Friday at the Smith Fieldhouse, 7 o'clock Mountain Time start in that meet. But hopefully they can bounce back from that loss to SUU. Just a tough loss to see them fall by such a narrow, narrow margin in women's uh, gymnastics. All right. So there you go. You are now caught up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Oh, one other note. Men's golf, they opened up play at the Arizona Intercollegiate this morning, uh, taking on multiple programs. It's one of those big uh, golf tournaments. has programs from all over the West taking part down there in Tucson at the Tucson Country Club. Best of luck to Bruce Brockbank and his squad as they open up play in that. Uh, that tournament, I believe, continues through tomorrow. I believe there are two rounds today and then one round tomorrow to conclude things, and we'll have a full recap for you of how the first day goes tomorrow, and of course, we'll recap the entirety of the tournament later on this week. Alright, so there you go. Once again, you are up to date now. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Now go make our friends over at Locked On Big 12 your second listen today. Josh does an incredible job. Josh Neighbors, the host of Locked On Big 12, making sure you are apprised of everything going on in BYU's new conference home. I'm privileged enough to be a part of their roundtable that we do each week. I put it on as a bonus podcast on this feed, but go out and check out Locked On Big 12. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, that'll do it. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 24th, 2022, and we will catch you guys tomorrow. tournament is almost here and 
listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.